Hey guys, it's your girl Booney, and you're listening to episode 169 of the Booney Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. Support for today's episode comes from We Vibe Womanizer. Unlike a traditional vibrator, the womanizer uses pulses of air and pressure waves similar to the sensation of oral sex on the clitoris. Discover longer lasting and more intense orgasms now. And as a Boonie Breakdown listener, you can receive 20% off your purchase by using the code VIP20, VIP20. The code expires on April 30th, 2021. Details on how to purchase can be found in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. All right, guys, welcome to this week's episode. I want to thank you for joining in again another week. This week, our guest is the homie Sheikah. She's here for a good chat. If you remember in last season, we did a whole episode on shit that hits different. I felt like this is the perfect segment to kind of bring back with Sheikah. It might be our new thing right now, but we talk about shit that hits different, a thin line between love and hate. <laughs> We also talk about just some quick updates and how everything is a fucking scam out here in the streets. All right. So stick around for that conversation. I think after last week's episode, which was a bit heavy, uh, very serious, very responsible, that I wanted to lighten it up, make it fun, make it light. I promised you guys that. And so we deliver that in this episode. So let's hop into my pick of the week. Springtime is here. That is my pick of the week. I also <laughs> want to say with that, the weather's getting warmer here where we are. We're in the 50s, in the 60s. The sun is shining. The days are longer thanks to daylight savings time. <laughs> I am excited to be out here safely. I'm still in my bubble, but I will say for the first time in a year, I went inside of a restaurant and had a meal. Now, it was a... Um, a private room situation, but it was still inside of a restaurant. I had only done takeout for this last year. And so that was, uh, that was very interesting. I got to admit, I had a little anxiety about being inside of a restaurant, but nevertheless, it still was a good time. Um, I'm glad I got to get dressed up and it was warm and it's been sunny and the days are longer. So this Glad that that whole daylight savings time is back. All right. (laughs) We're going to hop into uh, housekeeping with our feedback from episode 168. As I said earlier, uh, that was pretty a pretty heavy episode uh, with our guest Amber Washington talking about domestic violence. Um, I got so many of you. I just first want to thank Ratcheteer Gang for sharing her story for listening to it. A few of you said you had to take pauses. Um, some of you even messaged me and said you did then after listening to the episode. You then went and listened and watched her entire YouTube um, video, which she went in depth about her story. And I want to thank um, one of the compliments that I got was saying, Booney, I think you did a wonderful job with this episode. You really gave us insight into what she was doing without making her relive her trauma. I really appreciated that from you. You didn't use her story for clicks or bait, but we were able to get a sense of the trauma that she experienced and what life is like after this on the other side. Thank you for being such a nuanced conversationalist. So that was such a a bomb compliment for me. I wanted to read that out. I also got this one, uh, another great episode, Booney. It has me in my feelings, not from personal experience, but just the thought that human beings will be subjected to dealing with mentally sick people who see nothing wrong with this behavior and aren't willing to do the work through their trauma. I applaud Amber and her courage and strength. It made me just want to hug her. So if you did not listen to last week's episode, again, there is a trauma disclaimer on the episode, but I encourage everyone to try to listen to as much of it as they can, uh, the domestic violence conversation is so necessary and so needed. All right, let's move into our Patreon shout outs. Shout out to our newest Patreon gang members. Shout out to Friday Frazier. Shout out to Nicole Steele. Shout out to Rachel Carson. 
And shout out to Erica the Ruler. These are the newest members to our Patreon gang. And if you're listening to this for the first time and you're like, what the fuck is Patreon? Patreon is our members only Ratcheteer gang portal. Yes, they get extra would you rather questions. They get monthly live events with a boonie. Uh, we have a group chat. Yes, a group chat with Booney. If you always want to be like, because some of y'all be messaging me like, Booney, my friend in my head. Yeah, well, this is your chance. You can have a group chat with me. You can chat me personally. <laughs> um, and if you would like to join the Patreon gang, uh, each their three membership tiers. Each membership tier has a different level of benefits. So be sure to read the benefits. You can join Ratcheteer gang over at Patreon dot com backslash the boonie breakdown it's in the show notes it's in the link in the bio on instagram um so we have a good time um i am getting ready this week i'll be announcing to patreon gang first they always get the announcement first of what our live event will be for april um so get ready for that now i do know my people who on instagram who may not be a part of patreon gang and like i don't know i don't know um you Two can get a live event with Boonie because it's been at least five months <laughs> since I have done a live Would You Rather. So we will have a Would You Rather Wednesday. This Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, we will go live for Would You Rather Wednesday on Instagram live 8 p.m. Eastern time. Okay, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Now, if you, I just said Patreon, um, I've been talking this now. It's imperative more than ever. Um, Instagram has been flagging me a lot. So I don't know if they're going to delete my account. They've been doing that to a lot of people that I follow. Um, but if you're not following us on Instagram at the Booney Breakdown, be sure to do so. You should also follow us on other platforms. You can sign up for the newsletter by heading to thebooneybreakdown.com. You can click the link in our Instagram bio or our Twitter bio, and you can get to the newsletter sign up. I don't send that many out. You can follow us on Twitter at Booney Breakdown. You can follow us on Facebook at the Booney Breakdown. Just find some other way to stay in touch with me, the podcast, um, in case Instagram does go away. All right. So I just want, I just been putting that out there because I really, I really don't want to lose connection. So, but I'm trying to get ahead of this and I'm praying. I don't want them to delete me, but you got to be ready for the in case ofs. All right. And if you listen to this podcast and you enjoy it and you love what we talk about, please leave us a five-star review in the Apple podcast app. All right. If you listen on any Apple device, you can head into Apple pet Apple podcast, search for the Booney Breakdown, select the Booney Breakdown, scroll down, and all you have to do is hit those five stars. You're done. If you want to go the extra mile, you can hit leave a review. So that is it for me, guys. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys. So we have uh, with us this week the homie, the homegirl. Hey, Shikaboo. Hey, boo. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Look, I don't know. You guys don't know because, you know, Shika don't be posting shit to social media. But sis has this pink hair and I love it. Thank you. You know what? I actually thought about taking a picture today. And it's I- cute. You should. stuff. <laughs> Somebody uh, FaceTimed me, a friend of mine from Temple. And like, we only speak like once a year. So he FaceTimed me the other night and I answered it. He was like, oh shit, I wasn't expecting Khalees. And I was like, oh. <laughs> not Khalees. Thank you, sir. It's funny. You got, um, you got pink hair. I got some purple braids popping, blonde braids. Like, I'm ready for spring, summer. Me too. So. How's life been before we dive into this week's topic? <laughs> it's been actually very good for me. Um, Yay. I've been in a very good space like for a long time. I'm actually going to say since I've stopped birth control. And if y'all want to learn about that, go listen to the episode with Homegirl because listen, yes. birth control was wrecking me emotionally and I just figured it out. Listen. <laughs> shit i'm trying to think what episode number that was but it was with lisa henderson look sometimes i'll be knowing them off jump but i'm about to pull it up but um 
that episode, I get so many comments on that one uh, from women who are like, oh my God, I didn't realize that birth control was fucking me up that way. Yeah. Like, since like 19 on and off for a while. So that's shit, almost like 20 years, close to 20 years, like 15 years. So that's a long time. And so now it's like, oh, that emotional wreck that I go through the week before my period doesn't happen. It's like, cool um i redid my basement yay and real quick that episode was episode 138 periods and fertility awareness with lisa hendrickson jack um but yes in my head damn it i was close i was i was somewhere but i was like i'm not really sure that episode number so 138 but basement is fun yes i did the floors paint new couch uh plants plant stands like i'm you know we're in the house so and we be for real in the house so i was like <laughs> that space uh the way i want it you know i've been here five years and i've done some stuff but that was a big thing and you know with paying off my credit card during this time burr, 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 look. Both them AG about to like do a praise dance is <laughs> gone all right I pay for everything in cash. I don't owe nobody no motherfucking money. Like, it just feels amazing. Listen, I'm almost there with you, sis. I had, I'm not sharing broadly with the audience, but I did have something to put a little pause because me being a true Sagittarius just went, change script. Um, and so um, got a little pause, but I probably will be in that gang my goal is by April, the end of April was my original goal, which I thought I was going to push back a little bit, mm-hmm. but I'm going to say April, May, I still might be able to do it when I was charting it out. So I'll be there soon, sis. Yeah. feel good. Shout out to KG money. Um, even though <laughs> I didn't, I didn't talk to Kenny about it at all. I just watched Kenny bully everybody else. On <laughs> Yeah, he right. Yeah, he right. Let me get it. No, Yo, and it's funny. I didn't want that type of pressure. <laughs> listen, it's funny because he, I mean, obviously he knows like what I was doing. So he eased up a little bit, right. but it was like maybe like three or four weeks ago out the blue. He was like, hey, what about <laughs> like, I ain't forget, bitch. <laughs> right. Well, shout out to him because I feel fucking free. I ain't getting no stimulus. We we barely got the first one. So that is. Listen, that first one, I got four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't even see the shit in my account. The next like it deposited. And then the next transaction was four dollars. I don't get donuts. So I didn't even see it. Yeah. So but yeah. Happy- and I got to speak on this, too, because. Here's the thing, like, and here, KG might as well been on this episode. We were right. talking, and I feel some, like, now I feel how Republicans feel. Like, I want a motherfucking stimulus check because it's, like, inflation and cost of living in certain areas. So the Northeast and California and places, I feel like even if you're a high earner, yeah. your expenses are more. So... Yeah. We should get money too. <laughs> like my nephew was like, "Yo, she check your account," and I was like, "Sir, I'm pretty sure." And I like a fool. I looked and I was like, "Yeah, that's nothing there." I was hoping I was gonna get some for these dependents and shit. No, no, no nothing. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like, damn, I want to check too, but like, please. I mean. You know, I make a decent amount, but ain't nobody rich, bitch. Like, no, that's the thing. It's the acronym. It's called Henry. It was like high earners, not rich yet. Henry. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we are. Because I still got motherfucking student loans and shit that be raping these pockets. That's the only benefit that I have taken advantage of was that I didn't have to pay these student loans for and I'm going to, I ain't paid shit because that oh. has helped me become a uh, consumer debt free. <laughs> so my only debt I will have is this mortgage and student loans. It's funny. I probably have like maybe $4,000 left on student loans. And I just be like, and you will be there. <laughs> you know? My thing was, that's the thing. My, and I tell people this all the time. The worst decision I made in my life, it was not doing drugs. It wasn't fucking somebody I ain't know raw. It was literally financing a master's degree. It's so funny. That is literally the worst decision I've ever made in my life. 
Shout out to my daddy who won't listen to the podcast, but supports it absolutely <laughs> um, on Instagram and shit. But I remember when I had moved back home, I was looking for a job. It took me a year. So during that time, I had looked, Georgetown had started a continuing education uh, program that was like, you know, get an additional degree, but it was like fast track. So went to the open house and my daddy looked at me. He was like, how you paying for it? And I was like... <laughs> Uh, I guess I can take a long. He was like, do you really want to do that? And I was like, I don't know. So I did not do it. And I got a job after a year of being home. So maybe a couple of months later, I, I got my job I have now, but I'm really glad. That's why my student loans, like I left Temple. Yeah. $20,000. Yeah. I didn't have a lot from Temple, thankfully, because of my grandmother. So I think when I left Temple, I had probably like 18,000, mm-hmm. which that would have been done. Right. But by the time and I kicked myself because my this this was a lesson I learned and a very expensive lesson I learned about pleasing other people. My grandmother wanted me to get a master's degree because my grandmother was highly educated. Um, and so when we graduated from Temple, she told me right then, she said, if you go straight to a master's program, I think she told me the semester before we graduated, if you start applying to master's programs, I will pay for your master's. And I was like, I have done school for 18 straight years. I don't want to go to another class. (laughs) But she stayed on me, right? But then when I felt it was like death guilt because I did, I applied before when she got sick, but like before she died, but she wasn't paying for it. (laughs) And so now I'm like, fuck, now I got this degree for a dead person. Now I'm stuck with the bill, right? Like shit. Yeah, Yeah. I really am glad my dad like, Smack me with reality, and yeah, go like, daddy. Yeah. Listen, I wish somebody did that to me because <laughs> literally, and now because it's so much, it was so much more than my undergrad, and the, the way the interest compounds, it's yeah. I'm not even making a dent in it now. It's just ridiculous. Student loans, like I one of my paid off maybe a couple of years ago, but it's like I'm looking and I'm like I could really probably pay this four thousand dollars off, but. I know it's going to go not go away on its own for years. And it's four thousand dollars, you know what I mean? It's like ridiculous. Look, so I'm gonna do my taxes maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I just haven't felt like it. But I was like, either it's a roof or I pay off these student loans. And I'm oh, like, get the roof. The roof is Hello, essential. I'm gonna the roof. And if I come in another lump sum of money, they can go, but fuck y'all in that four thousand yeah, dollars. Li- listen, Uncle Joe. Uh, money bag Joe, uh, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, yeah. <laughs> Chuck Schumer, all y'all motherfuckers cancel student loans at all of it. I don't want ten thousand. I don't want fifty. Wipe it out. If people say it's not fair to people who don't have it, motherfuckers wipe out medical debt. Wipe all the shit out. I don't care. I don't want to pay these loans back. I mean, it I'm is. Li- and I'm telling over a mountain. I don't register. White people shit out. Yeah, wipe it out. Listen, I'm legit, legit, legit going to be a nigga about it. If you take away this monthly payment, I'm going to go lease the car that I want. I'm letting you know right now, I will stimulate the economy. (laughs) It's like, it's such a scam, just like insurance. Oh, all this shit is fucking, (laughs) like, we've been scared. Like, this is not even what I wanted to talk about on you. Like, this whole shit is a scam. Credit is a scam. College is a scam. Student loans is a scam. The American dream is a scam. Everything is a fucking scam. Relationships are a scam. Love is a scam. Marriage is a scam. Kids are a scam. Shit, we scammed our parents. <laughs> Listen, everything is a scam. It's a scam, y'all. And we've been fed some bullshit our whole life. <laughs> These movies we watched was a scam. Listen, okay. Segue like a motherfucker. (laughs) So last time she was on the podcast, we did uh, Shit Hits Different. And it was kind of impromptu about Boomerang. So I was like, Sheikha, we got to do this again because we got so much commentary and feedback about this episode. So this time, Shit That Hits Different with Sheikha. It's going to be Sheikha segment now. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> this time we're talking about a thin line between love and hate. You want to talk about something that hit completely different as an adult? So different. So different. Okay. I, I say, look, I'm stretching before I watch because I feel like it's going to piss me off. 
So let me get in the mental space. <laughs> okay. Let's, I'm going to start. We're going to start simple stuff. First mm-hmm. of all, can we just shout out 90s hair and makeup? Like, okay. okay. When I was I watching, when I was watching it, I was just like, damn, like nobody had no weave really. I mean, Lynn Whitfield might've had some tracks probably glued in, um, but it was the makeup was way different. It wasn't no contouring. Nope. Nobody had no chiclet fake teeth. Like they had fucking spaces and extra teeth in that motherfucker. <laughs> Bobby Brown's teeth. Um, I was attracted to Bobby Brown in this movie and I still am. Yeah, no, Bobby Brown in this one, it was like, because he was funny. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, can we just talk about so Bobby Brown? In the scene where he was doing the auditions for the dancers and he was doing that pump. That's my favorite scene. I was like, I know Bobby Brown was fucking the shit out of Whitney Houston. Yo, he still danced like that. I was telling my friend, um, <laughs> I was like, yo, when he was doing that, it made me think of him and Ja Rule. When oh. Out the helicopter because it's the same pump. He has a strong pelvic thrust. Yeah, I was looking at that. I was like, "Yo, he was fucking the shit yeah. out of Whitney Houston." Hands down, my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> he got so low and wide. I was like, "Oh, he was pregnant wide with the had the control." I know he had this weight in his heels, like he, like he, he planted was, his feet and yeah, was pumping. Yeah, I was like, shout out to Bobby Brown. It's funny. I literally wrote that in my notes. Like, make sure we talk about that because I was like, I know he was fucking the shit out of her. Like, that was a mental note for me. I was like, this pump. Bobby still was pumping for a long time. That's his signature. Yes. Um, Also, I'm going to say overarching themes. Women was doing a lot just for a VIP pass at the club. A lot. (laughs) I have never wanted to be in a club that fucking bad. No, like, I was like, he got all these women and he's just promising them VIP passes? That was it? What? Like, what? That was it. I was and I think my <laughs> club promoters, <laughs> they are, like, number three on the top, like, ain't shit niggas, club promoters. Um, And I will say my last overarching theme of the, like, it's, it's not that great of a movie. Like, <laughs> when I was watching, like, I think I was way more impressed with it younger. But when I was watching, like, I felt like they, the timing of the movie itself, like, I felt they spent a lot of time in the build up and then the crescendo part. Just happened fast. Happened fast as fuck. Like, all of a sudden, she crazy and beating herself and not like, that part, I think, could have been a little, you know, they could have drawn sophisticated it a little bit more, right? Yeah. Um, because in watching that as a young child, you think, or a teenager, oh, that bitch is crazy. Oh, absolutely what I thought. I was absolutely. Watching, I was like, I thought the bitch was crazy, and I was just like, oh, I see. Yeah. And I then see. watching it, like, probably somewhere in my 20s, late 20s, um, I was like, wait a minute. That bitch wasn't crazy. <laughs> you tried. And to that point, because one of my first thoughts, I mean, like, tw- like whenever we get to the point where he um, shows up at a job, I say, oh, so you. Listen, was a- okay, let's go. Okay, let's go. You was a fucking stalker, my nigga. You stalked so, Like, Martin did the absolute most to get this woman's attention, right? And I'm like, you showed up at her fucking job? That you figured out from looking at her license plate, and you probably got a homie at the DMV, ran that shit, and gotten all her business. Then you show up at her job again in the limo, trying to see, wasting her time. Like, okay, so he started out wasting her time from jump. Okay, now you're wasting up my business time because you coming to look at a house that you cannot afford. This is how I make my money, my nigga. Right. Yeah, that pissed me off. And and which brings me to my other thought, because this was my question I had for you. You did all of this seemingly for a bet. Have you ever betted on dick? Because why were y'all betting on pussy? Not never. And I was like, you know what? I don't believe that niggas don't do that because it comes up in too many movies that some nigga who's a screenwriter just did not make that up. Niggas bet on pussy all the time. Mm -hmm. I might have an internal bet where I'm going to be like, ooh, he might be a reach nigga, but I'm going to fuck the shit out that nigga, right? (laughs) That's to yourself. 
yeah, on it or no label as I'm the and, and the thing about that whole thing, okay, so you did all this for a bet for your friend to call you the man, one, and then two, as soon as you fucked like a little bitch, you run downstairs on the phone and was, was like, so you couldn't even wait to the next day, like. You immediately got out the pussy and ran down the steps and called your friend. Because I was like, you know, cell phones weren't like really a thing there. But I'm like, my nigga, you couldn't wait till you saw him the next day to be like, I got the pussy. Like, I very rarely, unless somebody hits me up after the fact, like literally have sex and be like, yo, just fucked. Never. How he pissed me off with that. Yo, I was just like, yo, these niggas were. <laughs> so, okay. Like, I wrote that down because I was like, how childish? You immediately called. Like, got out the pussy, walked down the steps, and called. And then she was like, you hit what? <laughs> I had a big-ass refrigerator door. Like, why'd you open the refrigerator? Like, the bitch told you she killed her last husband and you hiding behind doors, nigga. You want to stay in plain sight if you're really scared. So let's talk about more of his fuckboy ways. The uh-huh. other time was when they went horseback riding. Oh, and she's talking about the thing. And so he's like, I'm trying to take this to another level. And so I was like, the other level was just sex. One. Right. And then he's like, mad manipulative. Like, oh, I'm yeah. just trying to get with you. She's like, no, like, well, I want to take it slow. Like, every she put everything out there. And can we say that whenever he pulled that, he always was like cursing her out a bit. Like it was like, always bring me up here. And I'm like, nigga, you can go what she told him. Yeah. Go. Like I just was watching this. Like, wow. <laughs> it's like, I, she just kept trying, but I was like, even from their first interaction, when she first spotted her, she's like, you don't talk to a lady like this. Like she had her standard mm-hmm. and you, what guys do play the part dressing you know dress up just to get the pussy and you even broke your own rule right you and bobby said y'all rule was we don't say i love you never and you said it but only for pussy yeah but also to like uh not even a week but like almost immediately fuck her over like like the next like the next day <laughs> like she and the thing was in that conversation she asked him did she have feelings she said i cannot be hurt and she said do you love me and he lied like yeah i love you and what? she's like go ahead and then i'm like you take him out she tricked off on you took you shopping picked you up in the limo let you take the limo and you go see another bitch now, this is another thing. So this is very petty. And this goes back to like 90s makeup and shit. But Martin had a motherfucking style coming the whole movie. It was red was as fuck. Like, I was like, was he drunk the night? Like, was he drunk the whole I time? Said that. I was like, is he on drugs? My That's the blood vessel in his eye. And it was there the whole movie. Oh. And towards the end, it was a style. And I'm like, the whole movie. <laughs> fuck you. I did notice that she got because at first I thought it was the coloring in my TV. I was like, "Is it off?" This I got close to the TV, like, "Oh no!" But that corner of that eye was fucked. Yeah, you saw it, okay? I totally did. The fucked up eye, fuck him. Yeah, I was just like, "The fuck!" So then, let's talk about this, Mia. Regina King, the girl he really loved. She's been beautiful forever. No, she has. (laughs) But I was like, that's some old fuck shit niggas do too. Yeah. The girl they the girl they really want, but they out here fucking over everybody else. Cause and it's the lesson in there too. Like men will do whatever they want for the one they want to. That was the biggest lesson of this. That's the biggest lesson. Because everything all them other bitches was asking for, he was just Bending over backwards to give Mia, but it was the one he wanted. That's the one he wanted. So, and it was like she wasn't holding on for him. She had went to service, came back, 
had little chicken king as her little boo. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was doing her thing, and he, when she came back, he was ready to drop everything. Yes, like ready, ready. And so that was a big lesson there. I was like, this is the one he rarely fucked with. Um, but I just that movie hit so different because. Like we said, it was pegged to be a thriller, like, you know, a romantic thriller. And you were set up to believe, okay, she's the crazy one. She's beating herself with an orange mm-hmm. to put herself in the hospital. She's fucking up his car and all this shit. And it's like, yes, she did do those things. But under the pressure, because this nigga lied and seduced her, betrayed her, and then flipped the script and betrayed her immediately. On her fucking birthday. Like, I didn't remember it was her birthday till I was watching. I was like, oh, that's... I did, because she remember when she left that cake. <laughs> that was the fucking cake. So when I when it was going on, I was like, and it's her fucking birthday now, nigga. You couldn't wait till the next day. On top of that, because... And it shows how much of a piece of shit he was. Because as Mia, if a bitch is threatening my life, my nigga, let me know. Instead, you fake break up with her and act <laughs> like you into other bitches at the club to protect her nigga tell me somebody yeah, that's right because bobby brown had to tell him like no that's not what he did <laughs> that's exactly why like because i'm like he ain't shit but he kept it real because like you just fucked up the one you wanted trying to be mr saver nigga and save a hoe and save everybody and you end up getting fucking shot because and, you didn't open your mouth. And I was very upset too at the end because let me tell you something. If I was the girl Mia, I wouldn't have been at the hospital. Like you had to get a bitch pulling a gun on me. We falling out windows into a pool, and now I'm at the hospital holding your hand. Nah. Right after you broke up with me, and I didn't even know this shit till I had to jump to action and come save you. Awesome. Nah. I will say something that absolutely hit differently and almost made my skin crawl. It happened twice. Was uh, uh, Brandy calling Mia a nappy head. Oh, she did it. She did. And that never stuck out. That did not stick out. It's funny because that that whole uh, bougie air about her Mm -hmm. did not stick out any other time i guess because i was also watching for with intently but yeah. it never resonated before it was just like okay she's a businesswoman she live in malibu she got money okay but when she the fish scene when they went to go get the fish she was like are we safe all oh, the grease yeah. and then she's acting like fried fish was fucking you know and then that nappy hit so when she pushed her in the room with the gun she's yeah. like come get your nappy head i was like oh my god <laughs> who wrote this yeah, and she said it twice because she said it in another scene. Seen that in another scene, yeah. Bro, get your nappy here. Like, that shit. And I remember, like, I know that didn't bother me then, but I was just like, it was the optics, especially where we're at now. I was like, oh, so the fair joint, going to call a brown joint, a nappy <laughs> head. Gina here was always laid in this motherfucker. Like, what are we? I was like, it's, yeah. li- it's so... It's funny watching things with the 2021 lens back in the day. Just let you know how far we've evolved, right? Because I was like, (laughs) and I will say even in previous watches that never even triggered me or stood out. It was just like, whatever. But as you evolve, it's looking like, oh my God, she really said that shit. Like, Okay, bitch. Like, and you mad at her who ain't no shit about you being a fucking this whole thing. Again, the misdirected directed anger, like why well, yeah, get mad at this nigga. Yeah, like he's the problem. I also wanted a random thing that stood out to me mm-hmm. was the whole scene, like, can I come in and get some fruitopia? And I was like, Man, I used to fucking love fruitopia. <laughs> Ooh, that was the lunchtime thing. It was always a line at the Fruitopia. The machine. Fruitopia machine. I'm like, we should start a petition to bring back Fruitopia. McDonald's <laughs> go back to high C orange. Why not? No, that's that shit. And I did not know because I was looking it up like, dang, what happened? So Coca-Cola did Fruitopia and 
it was actually targeted towards teens and young adults. I was like, naturally. But that motherfucking berry lemonade was my shit. <laughs> it did joint black. And they came up with that blue drink, and everybody liked the blue one. I can't remember what it was called. Something blast. Yeah. Gosh. Oh. I was like, I was, and I will say I was less annoyed watching the movie because one thing I do think it brought up for me that was cool was was the nostalgic stuff. But also, I I think something they did right was the comedic timing, right? Because every time Martin was about to annoy me with some shit, something kind of funny would happen where it was like, I didn't fully commit to being annoyed. Mm-hmm. Like I noted it. So I think they did some of the comedic timing shit. I was like a little, the dialogue made me laugh a little more versus being upset because it's like, first of all, ridiculous. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, really? But- but you're right, though, because even the scene where she's, like, fucking him up when he got to the house, and she's like, take your ass upstairs. He's, he was trying to walk, like. <laughs> Always something that kind of broke it up, which didn't make it as heavy, I think, as it could could have been. Yeah. Because it was just really a fucked up situation. Like, she really tried to be like, no. And she not did. That's and and I think the reason why she did not one probably listen to her gut to uh, peep that this I love you is fake is probably because of the trauma she had been through before, right? Yes, because she she did not disclose yet. Like she, you just kept saying like I cannot be hurt. That mirror, she was talking to herself in the mirror like have fun, let loose. So then when they had sex, you found out the husband she killed him all this shit and so you're right um i do think i won't say here's the thing i won't say she was crazy trying to trap him i will say his behavior triggered her to act up like act up right because granted you know based on what she said it was uh abusive in more than one ways and you saw when she switched when he like pushed her against the wall. Oh yeah, when he <laughs> it was like, oh game on. Yeah. This is survivor mode. And she did take it too far, but that's why you don't fuck with people. That is why you don't manipulate people. That is why you leave people alone and mind your fucking business, because you never know. You that like, you you don't know, and I I was just I also realized that this movie this made me think of another point. Mm-hmm. I don't like movies that start with the end showing the end. Yeah, hated it because they show they showed them falling into the pool, exploding. <laughs> right, I hated movies that did that. Like narrating, yeah, yeah. Um, but when. I was thinking, of, like, it started like that and it, as it was building up about this whole thing. I was just really like, he, they show, it started on some how to be the player shit where he went to go visit like seven different bitches. <laughs> right. And then Mia shows up and he went and broke it off with all seven. Like, he goes back and breaks it up with the girls. Yeah. And I was like, definitely been there before. <laughs> definitely been on the receiving end of one of the like sorry you ain't the, you ain't the one right and that shit fucks you up i mean yes because of the fact too it's not like when you're dealing with him is giving you yeah you're one of seven bitches it's like it's giving very much like it's me we, and you you said you was going to take us to Disneyland and shit like that. Like, why are you probably saying? First of all, why are you sucking her toes with her kids in the other room? Like, right there? Like, <laughs> like you were really also, out. Also, let's shout out that cameo. Wendy Raquel Robinson, <laughs> Tasha Mack. Yes, Tasha Mack. She should have sang um, Take a Bow. <laughs> How about a round of applause? <laughs> the baby came like, step food. Like, boy. It was just like look at the look at the and then being an adult knowing like 
Oh, this is traumatic for every, like everybody. The mama traumatized because she told you. First of all, is Delary is Delary still with us? Because I no, she passed. Rest in peace to her. Love her. But she told you it. She told him too. Like, stop fucking with these bitches. Stop having them calling me. Come up to you. Which the movie title comes from her giving her him the speech. It's a thin line, baby boy. (laughs) (laughs) And. I did appreciate that um, seeing his mama tell him, like, you foul. Because I feel like sometimes um, mothers, other people in your life encourage your behavior. And so I appreciated her being like, you wrong. (laughs) The thing was, because I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. Like, I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't watched it completely in a while. So what what I remember was the scene when when Brandy came up in the car and she's like cursing her out. But I was like, you know what? From the beginning, Mama was saying, "Hey, you need to get it together. You need to stop." And even though she stood by him, cussing her out when she left, she's like, "Look, I'll be having this shit over here. I've lived here for 27 years. Get your shit together. Like in true black mama fashion. <laughs> Stand by you right now, but also, sir, don't get it together. Cause I'm not, you're not having this shit up in my house. Also, I was really glad he didn't live at home because I think, or did he live at home? So it was I, confusing. It was confusing because at first I thought he lived there because he kept going there. But right. then she said, like, stop having them call my house. Right. And then when Brandy showed up to cook breakfast that time. That was. It, it seemed like an apartment. It didn't seem right. like it was his uh, his mama house. And I think that was probably maybe the first time because we rarely saw him. You rarely saw him there. Yeah. And so I felt like that must have been like the first time we saw him at yeah. the apartment because yeah. I thought for a longest time too. I was like, wait a minute, this nigga doing all this. And you listen. And can we also shout out the cars in the movie, the Pathfinder? Like, that was such a 90s car. (laughs) This was a funny scene, too, uh, when he was outside the police station. She took three. It took me back to when my mama had told me about, you know, the nigga who claimed he left me and tried to rob me as well. Uh, She was like, yeah, you if you was going best out the windows, you got to do, like, don't do all of them. Yeah. So she took three of them fucking tires. She took three tires. And I was dying. But he was legit like, and I was like, okay, so you broke too because you riding around the Pathfinder with no, you ain't get the windows fixed. You just could afford tires. (laughs) Also, like he was also like, it was his ego because he was like, yeah, I'm about to own this joint. And that was before Homeboy had even came to him like. Um, oh yeah. yeah it was like he said that he's looking for people but he was just like i'm about to own it and he was just he really had an ego problem i mean i think mia was too good for him of course um, yeah she deserves better already yeah like sis i don't know you but you deserve better <laughs> yeah. right and i think the idea is that this was enough to shake him to get his shit together and you would hope you would hope right yeah we're supposed to believe that like he just got it together but that's often not the case i mean but he got shot and pushed out a window and fucked up i mean she fucked him up a little bit yeah i think i think he was probably scared enough and i just thought it was crazy that she ended up in jail yeah (laughs) well i guess she had a mugshot but at the end it seemed like she was out so yeah, I didn't understand that either. Like, and I was wondering, and you saying earlier, like it was supposed to be like a thriller thing. I was like, so are we going to say, like, are we trying to perpetuate that? Oh, the money saved her, and now she's like got this evil villain look because, like, maybe she just goes on with her life and don't meet another fucking. Nigga. Yeah, like that. That whole ending. Again, weird. I just looking at it like. I'm not saying the movie is bad because it is a black movie, cl- 90s yeah. classic, right? But it was just things I was just looking at this time, like, yeah, yeah. what was that ending, really? <laughs> I actually enjoyed the rewatch. Uh, I thought I wouldn't, but I did enjoy rewatching it. Um, yeah, it was just like, no, no. Cause, yeah. Because men, you know, 
I love y'all, but y'all still very much have all of these tendencies. And I just, you know, I'm being hopeful in my older age. Look at you having hope. The pattern app tells me all the time, your most fulfilling relationships will come later in life. I thought this was later in life, but maybe it's not. (laughs) I'm open to the message because it is very fucking hard with y'all. Y'all niggas don't know how to talk. Y'all don't know how to have conversation. I have several niggas that WID me all the time. Come on now. I don't even initiate. And this is the thing I was telling my friend yesterday that I used to be, I am very good at conversation. It's not hard for me. I can keep a conversation going, but I no longer because I through my twenties and shit again, like that's what I was doing. I just let it look. If you can't do it, me either. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing, Sheikah. That is the, that was like the the biggest thing in growth, I think, is like what you're going to accept and what you're going to tolerate. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that is the thing that drives me crazy in relationships is this woman is just asking you to be honest and upfront, right? And if he had just said, you know, no, I don't love you, but I do want to have sex with you. She could have made the choice. Well, no, get the hell out of my house. As she did before, like she was telling him, but he kept pushing her, kept pushing her and then flipped it on her when she shows up at the club. And he's like, you crazy bitch. Get like, what? And so I even think to some of my relationships or situationships or whatever the fuck they were, where I felt like I was crazy. But when I look at some of them, it's like, okay, yeah, you was being a little dumb, sis. You you always got to, you was being dumb. But it wasn't like I was making some of this shit up either. Like you were saying things, you were acting one way. Like, so I just feel like if people could just be fucking honest with what they want, there are people out here who just want to fuck. So I don't understand why men don't just find those women who just want to fuck. Like, or find the person who wants to fuck. Why do you have to see, oh, this is who I want. And now I'm going to manipulate her into getting what I want. Yeah, and it's like y'all are not even good enough to keep the act up. <laughs> like, so just stop because one way or the other is going to end and you're going to come out being the dickhead. And it's just, you could not. You could not be the dickhead. It's okay. It's so, okay. yeah, I'm just in a space where it's like, if you're not bringing the energy, neither am I. I'm never going to be rude. I'm never going to be mean unless you do that to me. But a lot of times the expectation is that we're going to give a little more and we're going to be on dick. And listen, I'm not going to be on anybody's dick, sir. Sir. Same energy here. And yeah. Because I was talking about a situation where it's like you'll meet somebody and they'll like, Balls to the wall, damn near love bomb your ass. And then it's just like for it to be nothing. Like psych, I was joking. <laughs> Cause I wasn't even doing it. Like I can flirt. Yeah. And sometimes if you just want to flirt, let's just flirt. But like y'all be really out here wasting time and energy. Or pretending like. So I had a situation where a friend was telling me recently where, um, you know, if she's listening to this, I'm not saying your name, but like she, it, they hadn't even like done anything. It was just really strictly like texting still. And he like showed his card by accidentally sending like her picture to her, but he was trying to send it to a homie to see like, oh, do you know what you know about her? One of those situations. And so when she calls him out on it, he tried to like gaslight her a little bit. Like, nah, you sending mixed signals. It ain't that deep. Like, and I'm like, well, obviously you care because you was trying to get somebody else's opinion on the situation, like on me. And so now you're trying to be like, well, no, because you did this. And now you said this, you, I'm, I'm, I'm riding you. 
No, because here's the thing, sir. If you thought I was giving mixed signals, you have now the opportunity to stop communication if you don't like that or ask me about it. Or communicate. (laughs) What you wanted to do was sneak and try to see if I'm a bitch or some shit or get some type of something to solidify how you feel. Stop. Yeah, I'm like, I just don't understand. Like, what will it really take for niggas to really be emotionally mature? Like, because I'm just, I don't get how there is such an emotional gap between men and women, right? So as we're moving from our mid to late 30s, and I'm looking like, damn, men are still like this? Y'all. And I'm sitting here looking at women in therapy and doing this and reading books and trying to pinpoint their um, pinpoint what's going on in them, heal themselves. And some of these men out here are fucking children. Like you stuck in something that happened to you 15 years ago. You ain't got over it, but you're moving like, well, this is who I am. And that is not unacceptable nor appropriate when you're dealing with grown people like yeah everybody anybody who has that mindset to me this is just who i am without making space for improvement of growth i find it unacceptable i'm to that point like i don't give a fuck who you are yeah um because we can be better and it's like remember i told you uh the other week i told you i was gonna go to work and see with some cuties oh yeah 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 (laughs) nigga pulled up on me at the light and like pulled in the gas station right so we were talking one one of these days recently oh he was talking about he wanted to see me like maybe go out or something and i was like well you know what do you do you have a plan because again he was like the plan make a date right here are the things that i like to do okay cool when are you free i said maybe saturday and he was like something about a party bus and i was like you're going on a party bus first of all because i was like what Cause now I don't want to see you at all. And he was like, Oh no. Um, me and my friend had a business for eight years. We do party buses. And I was like, Oh, okay. But then I was like, yeah, I didn't know that because one of our initial conversations, I asked about work and he was going to like, man, I hate work. I don't want to talk about work. (laughs) I don't know. So I was like, yeah, that's why I asked because like, I don't know. And he was like, getting to know each other. (laughs) I literally be telling niggas like straight up, like we're strangers. So the way I get to know people is asking questions. Like if you're uncomfortable with that, let me know. Listen, look, we cannot. You can't. I legit, legit was telling um, somebody recently. Well, we were in that part of the talking phase. Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, the interrogation will be over in a bit. (laughs) Let's just ask questions. Because. Niggas want to just have fucking small talk with you every day or whenever they feel like it and and then feel like you're getting to know someone. That's not it to me. Like, what you doing? How was your day? How was your day? Oh, yeah. How, man, I let this nigga text me, how was your day every day? Like, he's on D&D. And, oh, did I tell him about I don't, whatever. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> I keep on D&D. Number's not um, in there, but... I can guarantee like every day, probably around this, like two to th- four is like, Hey, you know, how are you? How's your day? I'm just like, cool. How's yours? You could tell time by these motherfuckers. Like, I really just do not understand. Like, are you that stunted that you can't even hold a fucking conversation? Like that is one of the biggest turn ons for me, which feels like low hanging fruit. It's like, wow, we actually have a conversation. It's not what you're doing. I want to see you. How was your day? Mm-hmm. Then it's awkward silence. And then hit me back. What you doing? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Not, nothing. nothing. So, yeah. And, and then that. I understand if that's not naturally a thing in you. But, like, I remember at the top of quarantine, there was this tweet going around. And this girl, um, I screenshotted it because she was like, everybody's been online dating. Like, if you need some help with questions, get to know. And it's nothing crazy. It's just like, oh, what do you, something like, what do you think people's first um, first uh, impression? What do you think mm-hmm. the first impression you give someone? Or stuff like that. Like, you niggas could literally Google. Get <laughs> and you probably will find a thousand of them. But y'all lack effort and lack you, effort without giving effort and i just don't 
I am not going to be carrying the burden of effort for nobody. It's, 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 it's funny. I've been preaching this for a long time because I was looking at my Facebook memories this morning and it was like 10 years ago, you posted a status and it said effort and consistency make all the damn difference. And that's in anything. It's like, how can you expect to get to know someone? You're not even putting no effort. It's no consistency, my nigga. Like, so, okay, you can be, and I tell them, I, and they get so annoyed when I say this to guys, but like when you do that whole, we do that same rhythm of that bullshit text, and it's the same time, you can tell the time bomb. I'll be like, oh, we pen pals. Yeah. Oh, God, they hate it. Oh, we like, pen pals. Like, or pen pal, or you're like looking to date. Like, what is it? Like, and. I've also gotten in the habit, like, if I ask a question and you respond and you don't ask me back, I'm not giving that information either. I'm just not. I just, I, because you, what happens is. Oh, that drives me crazy. Like, nigga, you seen that question. But it's like, it's almost like they're willing to ask, to answer your question. Like, if I say, oh, like, oh, what are you looking for? Oh, what do you do for work? Whatever. They'll answer it and then that'll be it. And it's like, if you don't ask me, you can't even get that effort. It's like, <laughs> what it's been able to is weed out. Because those that don't do that, it don't never go nowhere. It ain't ne- never anything. And you're just okay with not knowing anything about me. Yes, they are. <laughs> it's like, and that is fine because I too will stop asking questions. And, and you're going to just small talk until you get tired and it fizzles out. Or until I just unmatch or decide not to answer anymore. It is what it is. It's one or the other. Look, um, before we wrap up, what are are you traveling soon? Are you going to make plans to get on a plane? To Barbados in June. Remember my vacation from last year? My dream vacation got canceled. Um, the thing is, is, is me and my parents, we have a villa. The shit's been paid for since 2019. Which <laughs> I'll say that 2019 is last year. Because, like, when I say last year, most of the time, I'm thinking... Me too. I'll be like, oh, shit, it is 2021. Yeah, right. 2020 was a blur. So, um, we're going to Barbados. We just bought our plane tickets. Um, and like I said, everything, had, the co- accommodations been paid for. Um, we just have to do a COVID test before getting there. The rules are a little bit different if you're staying in, like, a private villa or whatever. Um, my travel agent told me that she'll reach out back to the villa in April Cause they said some weeks prior, cause you know, things change so quickly just to see what their services they're able to provide. Cause we had like chef two times a day type shit. So. Oh yeah. I've been in one of those bills. That's, that's, it's so nice. <laughs> I can't wait to relax for like five days and that's just nice. absolutely do nothing. I'm going to really try hard to be one of those like bathing suit and cover up packers with maybe a dress or two, because I just really want to chill out. I think I need it. My last vacation was with a fuck nigga. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And like, I got to redo PR because I don't want that. I enjoyed my time at P- in Puerto Rico, especially when I se- separated myself from him. and was kind of doing my own thing, but I would like to redo that. So I think I'm going to do Barbados and then I'm going to wait again and kind of see what's going on. Mm-hmm to be able to travel for real. Cause I miss it. I do miss it. And if that's the thing, like in my mind, I have kind of figured this year was a wash anyway. And just with some of my own personal plans and priorities right now, I'm really, it's probably going to be late summer, early or fall before I really see myself and not because, uh, well, yes, some of the pandemic, but just because my own priorities right now. So um, yeah, it just feels weird. Like my fucking passport, like I got to get on top of that. Like my passport expires in May. So I need to send that off and get that done now too. So, um, but look, 2022, I'll really be ready. We'll get some boonie live shows popping again. And financial freedom, you know, we have to take a trip together. Cause I will say like we vacation well together. Yeah. We've we done two now, right? But yeah, we Me done. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And so like spur, let's do this. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, like I'm look, I'm down for it. Um, I definitely think I and I'm I was telling somebody and they were like, really? I was like, Amsterdam is high on my list 
Like, even though it's a lot of places I want to go, I feel like going back to Amsterdam after this would be bomb as fuck. Oh, as one of my conversations, like, what's your favorite vacation to niggas? I like to ask that. Um, Amsterdam is like top. Amsterdam is up there. Like, and I have a, a good amount to choose from, but Amsterdam yeah. was one of those like perfect trips. So I feel like this time I would just like to go maybe in the summer when it's not cold. Yeah. Um, but even then, it wasn't like unbearably cold, but. Who um, did what? Like, remember, it was fine. But I would love to go like spring or summer. Yeah, I would like to do springtime, like, or something a little warmer. Um, but yeah, you know, we went, it was like the first week in December, late November, but it was, it was fine. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to do that. But yeah, I'm just starting to put feelers out, even though some, I feel fucking crazy because some people just been out in the world the whole time. Um, like I just went to a restaurant for the first time in a year, like and sat inside. And even then I felt a little at ease because my friend had a private room. So we weren't in like the restaurant restaurant. Right. My friend's actually doing that for her birthday uh, this coming Sunday. Yeah, I have not been in a restaurant for a while. Um, I think I went like maybe three times in the whole thing, but most of the time I was sitting outside and it was warm. So, mm-hmm. but pe- it's a lot happening. So I'm yeah. not. Yeah, like I haven't even sat outside. Like only I've been to restaurants and done takeout, but I've not sat in. So it was re- really. Um, it was at first I had a little anxiety about it. Like, Oh my God. But I think that's going to be with anything. And I saw this tweet where it was talking about, um, I'm going to need therapy to like reintroduce myself because you're, you've been so like, no, I can't. Or what about this? And you look at everybody's out here crazy right now. So I was like, I feel seen like that is me. Cause I'm like looking at certain things like, yeah, I'm so- I feel like, and I think here in our state, our governor has kind of put things at a hundred percent. And so I was, somebody else was sharing with me that they had a full blown panic attack in a restaurant because the tables were so close together now. So it was like, they weren't prepared for that. Like they were fine going to a restaurant when they were spaced out, but now the tables are back normal because the governor says a hundred percent. Very scary what he's doing with Merlin. I mean, le- I'm in PG, so it's been a little different, but it is, mo- they're opening it more to like 50 to 75. Yeah, I was like, by Memorial Day, we'll be at a, like, it'll be yeah. game and on. I, and then I think the cases started going up again. Yeah, that's, I just saw a stat where Maryland, we're ticking back up again. So I'm yeah. like, well, there you go. I've been in here like 98% of the time. And that's the thing about the therapy is because, I'm so used to not going anywhere. Like every other Friday, my one friend, like we done in two Fridays, she's come over. I got crabs. She bought the drinks, put the galaxy light on when the lights get, when it get dark and play music. And we literally dance around the living room. Like that's Love where it. I, like I'm having fun. So that's I, the thing. I've, I've definitely had fun. It's things about pre-COVID life that you I've obviously miss, but I had my little bubble and it's been pretty much the same people I've seen. It's some of my friends I haven't seen um, in over a year. Um, so I would like for us to be able to get a chance to see each other. Yeah. But for the most part, like, it's not like it hasn't been as unbearable as people have made it seem. Right. It's been things that I miss and things I'm sick of. But when I look at it overall, I'm like, it's fine. I'm all right. Right. <laughs> so. I'm going to have to take baby steps back to being outside. because I. Can- Me too. I'm definitely that type of person. I'm going to have to slow walk it back to, like, I even feel like, see, like, you're doing, but you're also not going to a place I've heard a lot of people going to, like Barbados. I haven't heard a lot of people going there because everybody going to Mexico, Jamaica, all those places. But I was just like, for me, I feel like, do I want to go somewhere domestic first just to test out a flight? Because even for me, I'm like wearing a mask for international flight. Am I going to make it? So do I just want to do a quick two hour flight somewhere Mm -hmm. just to see how that feels to get back comfortable with traveling again? Um, Because I have not been on a plane for me. This is probably the longest time in my adult life. I have not been on a plane since November 2019. We did the Atlanta booty breakdown. Oh, that's a long time for you. That's Yeah, because I had trips planned um in early 2020 summer 2020 but obviously they were all canceled so it wasn't like i I was going to be going this long but now i'm about to go up i probably i might hit two years i might hit two years if i don't 
go on some other things that people are starting to throw out there. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm like, shit, that's a part I never thought in my life. I yeah. can say it's been two years since I've been on a plane. Yeah, I just hit the year mark, um, the day of quarantine, because I was coming back, which in hindsight is so wild to me because there was no like mandated mask wearing or anything by then. But I came back home March 17th. Damn. Um, I remember that actually. Yeah. And I was just like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> Look, that is the theme in life. What the fuck? So, all right, Sheikah girl. I love this. I hope y'all enjoyed. It was Always fun. so easy and fun. <laughs> Thank you, boo. <laughs> Bye. All right, guys, that is it for this week's episode. I want to thank the homie Sheikah for coming on and giving us a light, fun episode. Also, do not forget to support our sponsor, We Vibe Womanizer. You can use the code VIP20 to receive 20% off your purchase. Code expires April 30th, 2021. Link in the show notes and on the booniebreakdown.com. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, or any app that you listen to your favorites on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. You might just hear your review on the next episode follow us on all social media for real guys follow us in case this instagram is gone (laughs) share the episode with those you love those you don't love those you fucking hate i don't make these pretty images for nothing okay have a dope ass week stay healthy safe and sane thank you for listening and remember the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you homaste until next time